0: Hello and uh, welcome to Do The Franchise with me Jake and James. You nearly forgot your name then, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I need it printed on on a... We do, we get it tattooed on your forehead, that's what my nan used to say.
1: That, that'll that do.
0: <laughs> so we're uh, we're back with uh, our third instalment of the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Nearly said trilogy. Um, I wish it bloody was a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> if only um... we were so lucky. I oh, know. This is the Fast and the Furious
1: uh, Tokyo Drift James. I think mm. that's all people need to know, right? That's, yeah. that's the film. Mm. That's what happens. It does.
0: It's, it's directed <laughs> by Justin Lin. Uh, Justin Lin's done a few films. He's, apparently, he's a big header of this franchise. So this is like his audition movie. So this was the first movie he did in the franchise. And this was like, they peaked and then they took off and did all the other ones. I think he's done, I think he did Fast and Furious 3, this one. four, five, and six, I believe. And I believe he's directing the newest one next year.
1: Okay. So they really
0: went with it, James. They really went with Justin Lin. Um, Lin also directed Star Trek Beyond um, a few years ago, which is also quite a good film. Mm -hmm. Um, It was released in 2006, James. I'll just give you the facts straight off the bat. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a a 38%, which I thought was generous. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: (laughs) IMDb, IMDb gave it six out of 10. Do the franchise, James, what do you reckon we should give it? Uh, it's th-
1: it's the third film, three? Three out of ten?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> Actually, totally agree. For once, on this show, I 100% agree with you. I think I, three out of ten. Yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you, you said that this was the director's audition film. because it, it feels fe- like it. It feels like it. It feels like fan fiction. It feels like someone's 100%. gone, I like cars, let's make a film about cars, yeah. and... I yeah. also like what they did with Fast and Furious, but yeah. I don't think I've got the power and the sort of the, the pull to bring in any of the original cast. Yeah,
0: it's also like, I really like Japanese stuff. Um, I don't I think Justin there must be Japanese. So there's definitely, there's the influence of Jap- Japanese culture upon the film is, at times it's kind of, it's annoying. And I don't mm. mean that in a nasty way, but it seems that things are put in the movie... Um, for the sake of going, look at all this Japanese stuff. And it, you just don't need it. It's not necessary.
1: No, I mean, what would be necessary is like uh, an idea of who any of the characters are, a sense of time. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, a script a, a would script. have been good. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, w- what they've done is they've gone, oh, look, it's Tokyo. Let, let's mm-hmm. tr- th- This is the same thing that happened with like Crocodile Dundee was designed to get people to come to Australia. Yeah, this, I get that, this, yeah. This feels like a. it's like a tourist... Information video about Tokyo, except (laughs) it's like the seedy side of Tokyo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. Um, It's a very loud opening to this film. Feels different straight away. Um, Guy in a giant penguin suit with sword and shield being checked by security.
1: I was so confused about where this was set. Yeah,
0: turns out it's a school.
1: It's it is it's a a college
0: like college football. I think isn't it? Yeah, some sort of thing. Um, And we're introduced to our main character, Sean. Uh, not Paul Bryan, everybody, just so you know. Don't be disappointed with this this film. Jake, Paul Bryan is definitely not in this film. It's Lucas Black playing a character called Sean Boswell. I would um... be
1: interested, Jake, to know how you found out his name. Cause... I Googled it, James. Because <laughs> that's my I main problem Google with it, this James. film. I had no idea who anyone was or what they were called. I'll be honest with you, for the majority of this film, he was called Forrest Gump to me.
0: <laughs> that's amazing! That's amazing! That's just blowing my mind. That's exactly what i just written in my notes.
1: <laughs> so this guy was that like... That is exactly...
0: I, I've written, no, honestly, can I, like, honestly, if anyone is listening to this programme, I do not i do not talk to james before the recording now we do not coerce we do not we do not share ideas i have a hundred percent in my notes put sean
1: gump <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant. that is great the, the, he, he's just like a less enlightened version of forrest gump um, <laughs> so a more annoying version of forrest gump um so lots
0: of pointless slow motion shots, annoying titles. I didn't get it till about two minutes in. I don't know if you got this, but the titles drift, they drift across the screen. Oh, did oh, you get that? that?
1: That's clever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Upon um, reflection. Yeah, I did. I didn't see that. I I just saw like you did. Lots of slow motion. A guy, a kid getting bullied with a paint gun, like a a spray yeah. painty thing. I yeah, saw, I saw that. that. That was a bit weird. Um, is that like? So the, the main character has an arc, like, originally he's just a jerk who doesn't care, and then he slowly becomes a jerk that sort of cares. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, slow motion shots. We we then get the, 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 the sort of standoff between him and a, a jock who throws a baseball right, yeah. at yeah. his car, and the whole school hears that car window break. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> Also, did the, the the
0: college girl that he hits? Is she? Is she from a school, or is she not? And there's a big problem with this movie. And I'm sure we'll get to this. That no one's age really reflects the age that they're supposed to be or are. It makes no sense.
1: No, no. And and the the film almost calls itself out on this at some point because when he's yeah. in Tokyo, um, uh, one of the uh, the, the sort of you're supposed to think is the bad guys. One of the bad yeah. guys says yeah. to the other main bad guy, who's kind of like the Japanese Vin Diesel of this film, right. uh, yep. says, what is it with all the college girls? Uh, you know, you should be aiming for someone your own age. And, and uh, as an audience member, I'm thinking, absolutely. Uh, this yeah. is weird. Uh, and he's, he's made out to be part of the Yakuza. Uh, apparently yep. he's not. It's just his uncle's are part of the Yakuza. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Anyway, Can that, I just? Uh, skipped yeah, ahead a bit there. I, I wanted to reiterate a point there, which was
0: there's a moment at the beginning of this movie where they're about to race, because apparently in these movies, the only way to resolve conflict is to race. Um, and he gets, Sean Gump gets into the car and the girl who he's hitting on says, winner gets me. And I couldn't get over that. I had to pause the film. So I'm like... So wait a minute, did this woman just prostitute herself? For no reason? I, I... what? And then a woman throws a bra, and that's how the race starts, and I thought, hmm, good Victoria's Secret product placement there. Why are we subjected, and this is 2006, this movie, why are we subjected to this really narrow view of women as objects? And this get. and I think you'll probably agree with me, through this movie, It gets worse, like the female um, objectivity and the fact that they become objects to the men literally gets to a point in this movie where one female says, it's fine, I'm going to go with him and he takes back her, like she's his property and then she gets in the car and then at the end it's kind of like, oh no, I'm not his property, but I am now belong, I'm now the property of the protagonist instead. And it just feels like um, a switching of assets. Do you get what I mean?
1: Absolutely. A lot of this film feels like the director wanted to make movies in the 80s. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of themes that, that we've mentioned, obviously, that it, it, it feels like it's just sort of, oh, look, we're in Tokyo. But yeah. it's, it's more than that. It's, oh, look, we're in Tokyo. And look how much like Blade Runner it looks like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, the guys crashed their cars at the beginning. And I just want to say for any kids listening to this movie, uh, listening to this podcast who have watched this movie, they would not have survived that. There was no way, the impact of the girl and the guy in the car when they hit the tube of, um, it's like a concrete tube, they would not survive that. And if they did survive that, none of those kids would be in a police station smiling at each other in the next scene. No. It would not happen. They would be in hospital
1: for weeks. And the the guy that flipped his car, who I now know mm. is Sean and not Forrest Gump, Forrest yep. Gump who flipped his car has fewer injuries than the folks that just crashed into a thing.
0: Yeah, let's, let's not beat around the bush, James. It's Sean Gump. That's what I'm going to go with. Sean Gump. Um, there's a no policeman, says so another no policeman, um, the kids are going to get off. How come? Mummy and daddy are hooked up. What the fuck does that mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, are they just admitting that they are corrupt cops? At this <laughs> point, I, they're just saying... That's what
0: I was thinking as well. <laughs> and he says, you're not even 18 yet, you should be going to juvie. And I'm like, he's not 18, he looks 35, James. <laughs> I just say as well i did some digging while I was watching this movie the guy um lucas uh, uh black the cat, sean gump he he was 20 when this was filmed he's 36 now yes um uh, no sorry he's 36 now so he would be 23 when this was filmed it was 13 years ago i think he looks old for 23 don't
1: you he does i, I don't know whether it's like a, a, a makeup thing or a film thing maybe film makes you look older I don't know, yeah. but yeah, he definitely doesn't look like he's the kind of age that claiming he is. Uh, he's not uh, aged well, that's all I'm going to say. And the the, the corrupt cops, because that's what they are, also let that lady smoke in the interrogation yeah. room, despite yeah. the when fact there mom... being a no-smoking sign just behind the cop. I
0: saw that. When his mum came into the scene, and she started saying stuff about his, her kid always getting into trouble, I was really apprehensive, and the reason for that is I was thinking to myself... Surely not. The mum's not going to try and, like, say, I'll give you something if you let him go type thing. I thought it was going to be a sexual connotation there. And it was hinted upon for just a moment, and then it cut. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God we've not gone to the level. Because his mum, I'm not going to be nasty, but she looked like a prostitute. It was inappropriate. The mum was the same age as the son. It was so weird. There, there was, um,
1: yeah, there was definitely, like, a weird thing. I Just, like, the fact that there's no explanation. There, there, there's a, Someone says yeah. there's got to be another way. And then it's it got to co- be something else we can do for this this annoying kid who looks
0: like and sounds like Forrest Gump. Um what are we going to do with him James? Yeah. We'll send him to Tokyo.
1: Yeah, I mean ignore the fact that he's broken lots of property on a construction site. Ignore mm-hmm. the fact that mm-hmm. in the process of doing that two kids got severely hurt. Yeah. Ignoring all that, he gets yep. a flight out of the country to go yeah. be with his estranged military <sighs> dad. I, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah uh, I got that. Who is when he meets him in the process of some kind of transaction. Um, yeah, his,
0: his father is in the middle of some sort of sexual transaction, which is really shady. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering if this is important to the plot. It isn't. It never comes back up. The fact that his dad's a bit sort of down on his luck and, and has sex with Japanese prostitutes, it isn't really beneficial to the script. For me, it's other than... The, it's just another way of going, let's put another sexy Japanese lady in hardly any clothes into this movie. And Jake, just think, ugh.
1: Did you get any idea oh. about
0: what his dad was doing in Tokyo? So... James, as far as I know, his dad told me his job because in every scene, his dad's wearing a shirt that says Navy on it. So yes, I assume, do, I'm assuming his father has something to do
1: with the Navy. Do naval officers have that? I don't know. I just <laughs> they I, don't I, in England. <laughs> they don't in Britain. I couldn't work it out, and obviously they keep mentioning mentioning being military brats and having to travel yeah. and and be with their military parents or not be with parents. There's a lot of absentee parents going on here which yeah you know, there it, always is in the disenfranchised children films doesn't there like there's always the thing
0: with the parents are too busy to do stuff for the kids and it, I, yeah that's, you know, that's a real thing I can buy that absolutely. what I can't buy is um I can't deal with my kid so I'm going to send him to Tokyo where we can learn to drift <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine let's put it out there a second can you imagine if they'd sent him to live with his uncle in Preston in Lancashire <laughs> <laughs> and then he got to Preston. It's pissing down with rain. And his, his, his uncle's going, I thinks they can drift. I don't know what about cars. <laughs> and we could have like a Sean Bean character in the film. It would have been a better
1: film. It, it would have been a much better film. Lancashire drift. What, what we get, though, we get Forrest Gump, who arrives and spends the night with his dad. Yeah, in the morning has a relatively comprehensive understanding of Japanese to the point where yeah. he can navigate Tokyo on his own. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then and it, spend and in, time in a <laughs> class that's taught entirely in Japanese.
0: How did his dad <laughs> enrol him in a school so quickly? <laughs>
1: I don't understand. Did he oh, know yeah, Japanese we... before? We're not given any clue that this kid knew Japanese. No,
0: he doesn't. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, If you're going to make a film in which the kid goes to Japan to live in, in Japan, then at the beginning, he should crash his car and then speak to someone in Japanese. I don't know, anything. Just something to drop in the fact that he knows Japanese. But there's nothing. But then it's like... Does he know Japanese? Because it's a bit when the woman tells me to take his shoes off and I didn't know if he did know Japanese. No. And at that and at that point I'm thinking, right, does he know Japanese? Does he not? Also if he doesn't, he can't go to that school, surely. And then another thing I thought was, is my is my version of this movie broken because there's no subtitles on screen and I'm struggling to understand what's going on. <laughs>
1: I I thought that too because there are bits with subtitles or at least there were on the bit that yeah. I watch on the because uh, yeah. I've I've been watching it on my my DVD box set. Luckily, I didn't have to choose which car to drive this time, so that's good. That's just, always good. It was yeah. an improvement. It just got straight into the movie, which is great. But yeah, yeah. There, there were bits that were subtitled, bits that weren't, and it it, it broke the film for me a little bit trying mm. to figure out how much Japanese this kid really knew. Yeah. No, me too. I totally got that. Um
0: Yeah, so then Bow Wow was introduced and he's our latest rapper to join this franchise. Yes. Um Lil Bow Wow. Um does Bow Wow speak Japanese <laughs> was the first thing I thought. I just... <laughs> um also Bow Wow sounds a bit like a Japanese word. <laughs> so I was thinking but well, he's not called Bow Wow it was in the movie. He's called um I think he's called Twink. Twink. Which is also a yeah. really strange name for a small, young African-American, I think.
1: I just think it's a, um, it's a weird name for anybody. Like, is it,
0: Isn't twink. twink a word in the gay community for um, young athletic men, I think?
1: It might be. I, I, I just... I, I don't get how any of these characters got their names. I, I didn't follow many of them. Twink, to be fair, is the only one that I recognise as a named character if yeah. you If you said any of the others, like the, that yeah. the, the other character that we're meant to be emotionally involved with is called Han,
0: I think Han, yeah, and there's Han, there's the guy with the long hair, and then there's d k and when I saw d k for the first time, I was like, "Oh I wonder why he's called d k and I thought, maybe he's good at spelling. <laughs> <laughs> And I realised then that only you would get that joke, and yeah. that probably half my listeners wouldn't, and especially anyone in America wouldn't get that. DK's a dictionary. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a strange thing. And then Bow Wow introduces his car, which is an incredible Hulk's themed hatchback, which I thought was the best thing we've seen in this franchise so far.
1: It was. A, it was a great car. Uh, and then the film breaks itself again by uh, Bow Wow's character instantly letting Forrest Gump drive it. Like you've yeah. only just met this person. Yeah. You've got... You don't know this guy. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing mm-hmm. in this film makes sense. No one has any real motivation. It's just like, let's get out of this scene and into the next yeah. one. It is. That, that was something that I've drawn on a lot in this, and the notes that I've put. It, there is no
0: clear direction in which the film is going. It doesn't build to anything. Um, there also, until I think, I think I texted you whilst I was watching it, it's about an hour and 25 minutes into the hour and 39 minute film. Yeah. About an hour 20 in is we have our first bit of Jeopardy, which is, spoiler alert, Han gets killed in a car accident. Yeah. And it's the only bit where he's being chased down by DK and the uh, Akuzo. Yeah. And Han gets killed. And it's like, but that's not enough. Like, you can't have the Jeopardy seven, what was it, 10, 15 minutes before the end of the movie? I just completely was baffled by it. It seems such a rush to get the last car chase in at the end. Yeah. it's just really strange. I thought that um, I thought the uniforms were cool, the Japanese school uniforms. Yeah. Um, in the next scene, he's then working with Han, who he's just been introduced to, whilst being introduced to DK. All these other cool people. Um, we get into the car again. Han gives him his car for no reason, even though he's never met Han, and Han just kind of. Thinks that, do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah, get it. I, I like, hand throws the keys to Sean Gump and yeah. then they just get in the car and start racing. I was like, is that how it works?
1: Apparently, because and it's at this point I realized I've realized that we're not very far into the film. Sean Gump has already broken more cars in this film than in the last two films yeah, combined, definitely. Um, and then gets given another orange car later on and gets asked to get some money off a guy with a paw. And I, I was. <laughs> it's a sumo wrestler in a sauna, yep. uh, or in a jacuzzi rather, and they they have to. He goes in, asks for money once, gets thrown out. Goes in, asks for money again, gets thrown out, and then the guy just comes out and gives hand the money anyway. Like, did you not was,
0: find it? Did you not find it really funny that when the sumo throws? Um, so when when Sean goes into the club, he's got a towel on. But when the sumo throws him out of the scene, he's fully clothed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like exactly. that's very nice of him. He's put his clothes back on. Then he's kicked him yeah, out. <laughs> he patiently waited for Sean Gump to get dressed before he violently throws him out. Um, and then after this, they they go to like an uh, an amusement arcade. And yeah. the bit I loved about this was they they park. <laughs> Han's car, so close to the amusement arcade. Han can get out in a really cool fashion. Sean Gump sort of has to crawl out through the thinnest gap because he <laughs> yeah, can't open his bit. door.
0: <laughs> I remember that. That was good. I this is, I just found there was some very homoerotic undertones in this movie. Especially when with were the Japanese gangsters in the little table and they're playing the little um, game on the yeah. table. Um, there's a bit where one of the gangsters with the, with the um, slightly blonde hair he kind of kisses at Sean Gump yeah. for no reason. And then and then I started questioning myself. And I started thinking, so why is Sean Gump there? Why is Han hand giving him a car and a job and presumably all this free stuff? <laughs> and I just thought, is a hand gay? Because like, this is those 45 minutes into the film, I'm thinking, so nothing's happened yet. Sean works for Han, no yep. one really knows why Han likes him so much, <laughs> and he's just trying to win Sean's affection, but then he breaks another car, learning to drift, and then Han just goes, yeah, it's fine, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's
1: fine, I've got and lots of money, I, I just need good people around me. That's it, it what he says, yeah. yeah, and I'm
0: like, Dad, he's closet homosexual, I think he fancies him. Why don't you just say that he fancies Sean Gump? I, it'd have been, been a more interesting film.
1: Jake, I think what we're experiencing right here is someone watching a film... Reaching for plot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You were reaching you're for right. an explanation because they give us you're explanations right. you know you're right. You're right. For, for some things that actually don't need explaining. <laughs> I mean, they, they explain why in a film that's all about illegal street racing, or in yeah. a franchise about illegal street racing, they explain away the police by saying, if you go fast enough, the police don't bother to chase you.
0: Yeah, if you go above 180k, they don't chase you. Like. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, We then we get another pointless scene with Bow Wow and some models, and then the next day, Bow Wow's being beaten up. Twink. I don't want to call him Twink because I hate the name. Okay. Bow Wow's getting beaten up, selling broken iPods to Chinese people. It to Japanese people. Was this so the man that's beating up Bow Wow is the man with the blonde hair who works for DK? Yeah. And he's at school. So. So are all of these people at school? I was also thinking DK's girlfriend, the girlfriend that Sean got beaten up for hitting on. Yeah. Um, she's about seventeen, so Drift King could be on their sex offenders register anytime soon. Like you shouldn't. This is not
1: normal, is it? I, nothing in this film is normal, Jake. Nothing <sighs> in this film is normal. Uh, we, uh, we, we had a, a really important scene that links this film to all the other films. Uh, just before the iPod fight
0: did we what yeah
1: did you on. You might have missed blink and you'll miss it that Sean Gump's dad is building a car just like Vin's dad
0: oh yeah no I forgot about that bit yeah, yeah that,
1: that came up at the end yeah, yeah I remember that bit yeah so he's got it it shows it's basically building, the same as
0: Vin Diesel's car
1: yeah and it's basically this broken car and uh, Sean Gump says oh it's got potential and his dad looks at him yeah. and says yeah you don't yeah <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's that just looks really that's disapp- what you need isn't it yeah, is that just so yeah. disapproving like yeah it has but uh, you better get to school because you don't have any potential um, you need to go and learn that japanese <laughs> <laughs> for some reason and then there's like a, a rocky style montage of uh, forrest gump learning to drift and Selling oversized <laughs> clocks on chains <laughs> and, and trainers. And that's all he's doing with his time. How it's long has terrible. he been in Tokyo at this point? Because it feels like oh. it's only been three days. So he's, we, I,
0: We've said this before <laughs> in this franchise, right? And I... I'm having this thing where I really want to go back and do Harry Potter again because I'm just sitting watching this film thinking... Mike, this is actually... I'm going to tell you this now. The bit you just mentioned about the cars drifting, the montage bit, right? Yeah. My my wife, Nat, came into... I was up in the, in my loft in my little cinema room where my projector is. Yes. Which is where I am now. Natalie came upstairs to see what I, you know, how I was doing. So I was just making my notes on, the, on my Mac and she was going, are you all right? I was like, yeah. She going what's been happening then? As if to say, you know, what? where are we at at the film? She came and slumped herself down in the chair next to me. I just went, nothing's <laughs> happening. Nothing's <laughs> happened yet. And, then, and that's about the time where Handing gets killed in that explosion crash. And I was like, finally something's happened. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't get, it just doesn't go anywhere. And then we get introduced to the Yakuzo uncle of DK, who's dressed like the gangster character from Godfather 2, yeah. <laughs> with this white suit and hat on, um, which is ridiculous. He also reminded me of that bad guy from, do you remember The Last Crusade in The Other Jones? Oh, yeah. Where Indy's... uh, He fights him in, like, 1913, then he fights him again in, like, 1938. And it's like, oh, it's the same guy because he's wearing this white suit. And they kind of used the gangster in the white suit as a way to go, oh, this is the same man years later. And I just thought, oh... I don't know. I don't think they thought that much into it. I think
1: probably I'm thinking more into it than the filmmakers did. No, and and it... it, But it's the uncle that gives us a bit more plot. Mm -hmm. Because he says you he's talking to obviously his nephew dk and he's saying you know your your spreadsheets are so complicated but how come i'm the only one or how come i can even even i can see that your your friend's stealing from us and it's yeah. at this point i was scratching my head because i couldn't think because then dk gets really angry with uh, han over the side projects yeah. the side uh, the, the, <clears throat> the schemes he's got on the side and i'm thinking what scheme?" How is yeah. hand making money? Because all yeah. hands doing... Yeah, what is Han selling? We never see that, so we never get to see that hands ripping off the Kuzo. No. If we did, that would be plot. Yeah. I, but I, <laughs> We I don't like... see that, we just get told that. Yeah, I, I have no idea when, when this was happening in the film, because all I can see at the moment is Han giving stuff away, because he gives yeah. Forrest Gump a new car that he learns yeah. to drift in. Forrest Gump yeah. trashes that car almost instantly. Sean Gump, James. Sean Gump. Sean Gump. It's Forrest Gump. Sean Forrest Gump. The, 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 the guy who says that, you know, life's a box of chocolates, and unless, it, unless it's a car. It was good.
0: Life's a box of Japanese chocolates. Some of them are shit, and some of them are sushi.
1: So, um,. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've
0: lost it. I've not even had. I've not even had a drink on this episode, and I've fully lost
1: it. Oh God, so it's so bad. Donkey Kong goes to <laughs> confront Han, and then Han escapes in a car, and then the most ineffective way of escaping happens because they do this sort of drifting ballet with Forrest Sean, Gump. Yeah, and- they
0: drift through the street and they drift through the through the street and they miss all the people which is pretty good and then I'm like oh okay that's pretty cool and then I realised that the blonde character crashes into a car on the freeway and effectively kills another person. Yeah. Probably a mum on her way home from
1: work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I couldn't help but think about consequences, which this film disregards completely.
1: There are no consequences in this film. I've just come across a note that made me remember what I'd been calling Han the entire time I was yeah. watching. I called him Car Yoda. Because <laughs> he was always <laughs> spouting philosophy. <laughs> he did. There is a lot of Japanese philosophy in this movie. Uh, so, <sighs> uh, so, after... Han is killed, Uh, Forrest, Sean Gump, runs away by (laughs) train. Uh, He then goes back to his dad's house because at this point he'd left his dad to go and stay with Han and now he's gone back to his dad because things aren't going so well. Um, And his dad says, I'm getting you on a a plane out of here. And after running away to his dad, Sean Gump then says, I'm not going to run away because I've got responsibilities now.
0: Yeah, it's just the bit when his dad shows up with the gun and saves the day, um, and then he scares off DK, who then goes to his uncle, and, yeah, then some plot happens. Yeah, this also, is... Also, yeah, go on, sorry, what
1: were you going to say? I was just going to say, this is the bit where uh, that we discussed earlier where the girl's sort of being uh, shopped about like a piece of meat,
0: because... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. She is, she is as much property in this movie as any of the cars are.
1: Yeah, and... Did... Sorry, I'm just, I was just reading my, my notes here and I've got to a point where um, Sean Gump and Bow Wow I, I dis- discuss going to see The Uncle and, yeah. and then my note immediately after that says this film does not do a good job of letting you know who is who because I don't yeah. think we'd heard The Uncle's name at this point but they mentioned him by name. Yeah, I agree. I didn't get that either. So I was like, you know, going to th- see who? Why are you going to see this person? Oh, it's the uncle. And then yeah, my no immediately after saying it doesn't let you know who is who, I said it also doesn't make you care. It no, really doesn't. and I think it's
0: funny as well. In that point in the movie, right, is the bit where I sort of realized that Bow Wow was a better attempt at not doing a black stereotype side character. Than the last character in the, in the other one Roman yeah um there are things that the character does that are a little bit for me a bit close to the bone when it comes to you know black stereotypes on screen which I don't like was that his love all. for Jordans um, I can't remember I think it was <laughs> when he's selling knocked off items at school yeah and, and it's like does he need to do that why can't Bow Wow just be the nerdy cool character who knows loads of stuff about like Bow Wow could legitimately be. Um, not only an intelligent character, which he is, you know, to an extent in this movie, he's not a yeah. stupid character, but I just think that they, they, they sell him short by giving him stupid things to do. And then I started thinking more about this, and I thought this movie would have been a better movie if Bow Wow was the main character. Yes, I agree. Because yeah. he's, an, he's a better actor, which I never ever thought I'd say about a rapper in a film, but he is a better actor than the main actor. His character is more interesting. His character's more interesting. His character's a lot funnier and he's more endearing. I did not like Sean Gump at all. At no point in this movie did I sit and think, I'm rooting for this character.
1: Um, No. I didn't like him, James. I just thought he was dull. I I would like to see if... if, Because obviously they've done a lot of Fast and Furious films. There's a lot more in the pipeline. I'm hoping one Mm. of those films is like a Bow Wow style spin-off where we learn about his mission to sell... Flavor Flav outfits for some sort of Halloween <laughs> party event. Yeah, that's what I want in a film. Uh, that would be that would be more life enriching, than whatever the plot of this film was. Um, so they um, they go and see the uncle because they're mm-hmm. in a lot of trouble. They don't want any more trouble. They figure let's let's do the whole Pirates of the Caribbean style parlay. We'll go and we'll go and speak to the uncle, and. Yeah, what can Sud- go wrong, right? Suddenly, Sean Gump's Japanese is a million times better. He's must have been in Tokyo now for a week, I'm guessing. It, yeah. it feels like a week, and suddenly he's almost fluent in, in Japanese to the point where he can discuss, you know, shame and things like that. So he's, he's, he's doing all right. Um, and they agree to a race. Because <laughs> we've got to get cars back in this um, somehow. So they agree to a race, and... Um, they they've got to try and piece together a car from a crime scene, because um, they they go back to the uh, to to Hans' garage, which mm-hmm. was a garage inside a club inside another club, <laughs> which I didn't really get. <laughs> There's a lot of that in these films, isn't it? Suppose, isn't there? So he, he, he um. they go back to the garage. It's all taped off with police tape, which they ignore, and they go in mm-hmm. and they see the car that Sean Gump trashed at in his very first day uh in tokyo and uh luckily it's very very similar to the car that his dad was making and Mm -hmm. fixing up so they've got that uh and it's a really good job that his last school in america taught sean gump car mechanics uh (laughs) i mean how many schools have a working garage in them to teach them how to fix these cars Yeah, when we did design technology at school, I don't know about
0: you, but my design technology teacher, I think she was an alcoholic, so we ended up just making her loads of wine racks.
1: (laughs) 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 It was just child exploitation, if I'm honest. uh, Um, So we get another montage of them fixing up this car, um, trying to get it to drift. Um, apparently, it can't I dr- uh, Can I just back you up there? I love it when you start saying words like drift. For people that
0: don't know James as well as I do, I've known you for a long time, and hearing you say, does that
1: car drift, it's just really funny. It's, it's bizarre, right? And I know not a lot about drifting. I know... <laughs> you don't know anything about driving. <laughs> I know nothing about cars driving. I didn't realise, and... Listeners might need to correct me on this because it, it yeah. could be exactly what happens. But they they suddenly decide that this car's not drifting well enough because of a spark plug at one point. And yeah, I, I remember that. I, I don't understand how does that spark plug cause it not to drift? But apparently, yeah,
0: I was under the impression that spark plug. And again, I'm not. I'm. A, I drive a car, but I don't fix cars. I don't soup cars up. I was under the impression that a spark plug helped in- ignite the engine. You know what? If, if anything, at the end of this episode, what we will take away from this franchise is that we will get people to comment in on the, on the podcast and tell us things about cars that we've got wrong.
1: I'm anticipating lots and lots of angry comments about why don't you? <laughs> why are you reviewing a car film when you know nothing about cars? I know.
0: I, will like, I said to the listeners before, and I do stand by this claim, but before we finish this franchise, I will get you a driving lesson in my car, which will go up on our YouTube channel.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it'll be exactly like what happens at the beginning of this film, where he just crashes into the size of walls, but uh, let's go where there's no walls, okay? Uh, <laughs> the biggest amount of space... You get a couple of GoPros. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? Go on. After the montage of mm-hmm. the spark plug, we're treated yeah. to my favourite shot of the film, where just before this, they, they take the car out to race, they make sure the car is really shiny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and thinking, also, this guy's crashed so many cars don't bother making it shiny he's only going yeah. to ruin it
0: doesn't need paint this this also they built a muscle car and I, I timed it because I went back and rewound it and did it again it took 2 minutes and 20 seconds to rebuild that car in <laughs> montage time which I thought was pretty good going that,
1: that's um, great and uh, then they go on to uh,
0: they what? race James yeah. they race they
1: have a race the big
0: run the big one the big drift the big Tokyo drift at the end, which I, I'll be honest with you, for me, and I don't know about you, I thought this was slightly anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've seen obviously races in films because mm-hmm. you know even like pod racing in Star Wars, you've seen that. And that oh, had we'll a, get,
0: we're going to get onto
1: that in a few uh, a few episodes time, I think. That had some drama to it. Uh, yeah. This <clears> it had. Like, the pretense of drama, because yeah. every so often, one would one car would overtake the other. But you were in absolutely no doubt who was going to win. Yeah. And- yeah, I 100% agree with that. And you know what you just said, though, about
0: the podcast... Uh, sorry, about the pod race, thing, Yeah, is that, like, they did that in Star Wars, where you have a fictional pod race on a fictional planet with fictional machines. But they make the... they pace it so well in the in the laps that they do that you genuinely have a bit of jeopardy where the the one character is cheating one character is doing something else the other character is race stops working and he has to fix it and they're like there's jeopardy within the race but this doesn't have any of that no. there's no there's no jeopardy and then there's the final bit at the end when the when the car flips up and you're like like you say I know that I know that Sean Gump's gonna win. Yeah. I just want to see an interesting race. And I thought the shots were great. And this film I'm not gonna say anything about Justin Lynn in terms of this film is beautifully made. Oh yeah. It looks gorgeous. There's no pissing about with car uh, CGI shots. In fact, there's one CGI shot where the car drifts in the car park and it goes up to the wall and they CGI a shot where they just zoom in. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. To the, very, the very back of the car's bumper as it swiftly goes past the wall and just brushes the wall but doesn't hit it. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I thought that that is... We're making a film now that's gone screw that 90s crap. Let's go and make a film about cars and it's not going to have science fiction element to it. And I like that. It was good. It was, good. it was a better idea.
1: A lot less uh nitrous oxide in this film. I think they use it once. They did. They used it once on the freeway, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Uh, that's about it. So there's, there's none of that malarkey. No rainbows, no no LSD trips. <laughs> no LSD um, warp speed captain. Uh, none of that. Um the the only bit that annoyed me, and the bit I think the reason why the the final race doesn't have any gravitas, it doesn't really hit home, mm. is when DK finally makes his big mistake, trying to be greedy, yeah. He, yeah. and it, you know he gets his comeuppance. He rolls down a hill, his car rolls yeah. down a hill. That car rolls down a hill sort of diagonally because that's how gravity works. Mm-hmm. Then as Sean Gump turns the corner, the the car just falls vertically down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Just in front of him, like it's been dropped from a rig, which obviously it was. Um, <sighs> but the the the, the, the 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 physics just didn't work for me. I was like, oh, that set piece fell a bit. Well, excuse the pun, but fell flat. Um, it it didn't. That's because James, you're wanting a film that's well made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I for the budget that I imagine this film had, even though it is fan fiction, it it must have had a decent enough budget. Yeah, no, I think so. I can tell you
0: actually. Give me thirty seconds, if that. This film's budget. um, Oh no, I've got the box office. Sorry, I don't know that. No, I know it made one hundred and fifty-eight million at the box office. Um, Budget wise I can find it for you Oh it was 85 million 85 million So it made about 160 million at box office 85 million So it was expensive for the time For 2006 That's expensive What
1: percentage of that budget Do you think Went to Vin Diesel?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We haven't talked about Vin Diesel yet Have we? No Vin's back
1: James Vin back uh, (laughs) Vin makes a really uh, Small appearance
0: but i can't help but say it and i am going to say it it's the best bit of the film
1: it really is like there's there was a bit where cuz after they win the race mm. uh, the 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 guy gets the girl it's that really cliche thing but it happens the guy gets the girl and yeah. they go back to the car park car party at the beginning of the film they go back to that same location and everyone's happy yeah. and in my head i'm thinking hang about your mates just died <sighs> And he was he was probably the first person that showed you any kindness in Tokyo. Yeah. Apart from yeah, your I biological agree. father, yeah. this guy was the first person to do anything nice for you. And <laughs> he's dead. And you're just having a party. And then, he, know, and yeah. then someone says, um, someone wants to race you. And you're like, nah, nah, it's fine. Do
0: you know what, though? When he said that, as soon as he comes up to me and goes, someone wants to race you, brah, I'm like... It's going to be Vin Diesel in it, and I couldn't believe yeah. it actually was Vin Diesel because I was really happy. It's it was good. I liked the ending a lot. I liked that shot. I liked the scene. I liked that Vin Diesel's kind of back, and I know that Vin Diesel's in the next one. And I didn't. It's one of those where I've said to you before a franchise has to has to excel. It has to get better. Now I think when we watched the Harry Potter films, the first two were very silly. Yeah, they were they were entertaining films, but they were kids' films. And there's no two ways about it. They weren't films for an adult audience. They were made for children. Yeah. And then you get to you get to the third one, which we did, The Prisoner of Azkaban, and it's a complete flip. They changed the whole dynamic of how it works. And it's a very dark film. It's gothic. It's got a Shakespearean element to it. It's, it's gorgeous to look at, and it's deep, and it's got depth, and it's, it's colourful, and it's saturated. You know, like, They just completely t- changed the whole look of the film. Yes. And they took the characters and the story in a darker direction. I'm like, yeah. And Star Wars does it, uh, Terminator did it. Like, there's so many franchises that went, we're going to do that, do that, and then we're going to do it a completely different way. You're like, yes, good. This, I thought, great, Tokyo, we're going in a completely different direction. But now I found out that this is it. This is, they do one Tokyo film with this character. Vin Diesel comes back at the end, and then that's it. It doesn't have any relevance, apart from, like I said earlier, it's an audition for Justin Lin to make more of these movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does feel like... You know, like we, the last film was not as good as the first one, if we're being mm. as polite as possible about it. It, it was just, terrible, it James. Was, it was awful. <laughs> it was shit. <laughs> this, this film doesn't really do much to raise the bar, does it? Like, you you're no. watching this and
0: you're it going... For me, it doesn't do enough to raise the bar. If I was going to say this is a franchise, this, for me, would have either taken the franchise in a different direction or killed it completely. Yeah. And in fact, I think what it does is the next one is like a sequel with Paul Bryan and Vin Diesel. So it's almost like the other two, both this one and Too Fast, Too Furious, are kind of pointless.
1: Yeah, there there doesn't seem or feel like there's much point to it. And these films are like they're they're obviously intended to be high adrenaline, lots of action, uh, escapism. Uh, yeah. The I don't know about the version of the film you watched, but my DVD ended with a warning about how the stunts were all carried out in a professional yes, manner.
0: it did. It did. <laughs> Mine did the same. I didn't even get to talk about that. Yeah, no, it did. It said it basically said, "Don't do this at home." It was like watching WWF back in the '90s, where you'd watch someone get their head caved in with a sledgehammer in WWF, yeah. and then they they bleed all over the ring. And at the end, it'd be like an advert. It would cut to a break, and then it would go, "Whatever you do." Wherever you're from, don't try this at home.
1: (laughs) And and none of the films, none of the films up to this point have have had that warning in. So my theory Um, is that they figured first film, no one's going to attempt to steal a truckload of DVD DVD players from a lorry. Yeah. Second film, no one's really going to get involved with a drug cartel and potentially get attacked by police with fictitious car tasers. So. But drifting in Tokyo is just realistic enough that you have yeah. to warn people that you shouldn't do this. It's
0: just <laughs> enough for us to go, actually, that sounds completely plausible. Yeah. Right, James, we're going to have to go straight into our five facts. Yes. Are you ready for the jingle? Right, five facts. What does Tokyo Drift mean, James? Well, I'll tell you. Oh. A Tokyo Drift is apparently the act of farting when walking away, causing the smell to drift past others. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think this through, did they? They
1: did not that think this fact
0: through. That one. Brilliant. Um, fact two. Although it's set in Japan, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was shot almost entirely in Los Angeles. Um... Bow Wow Twinkie, the character, introduces Sean to Tokyo Drift Racing in a scene that's actually in a parking garage in the Hawthorne Plaza shopping centre in Los Angeles. Oh. There you go. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I had a cool fact about tyres. Let me see if I can find it. I've completely lost it now. Ah, here we go. Um, Toyo, a company, donated 4,000 tyres for this movie. Roughly half of them were used. Ray's Engineering donated its 170-volt racing wheels as well i don't know what that means i think a volk is a measure of a a wheel a a, a tire i what i realize now is i should have done more
1: research (laughs) no i i I like these facts these are these are good half researched facts
0: (laughs) right another one this is i'm going to put this as number four yeah um even though this film was filmed in los angeles the uh, team of filmmakers had to recruit 600 American Asian extras to be used as extras for the street scenes.
1: (laughs) Oh God, would it not be cheaper just to go to Japan?
0: (laughs) That's what I was thinking because I'm like, when you're going to make a film called Tokyo Drift but then not film it in Tokyo but pretend it was filmed in Tokyo, this then kind of makes sense While we were talking about earlier. Do you know why they've tried to shoehorn in so many Japanese things into the movie and go, look, there's a Japanese thing and look, there's a Japanese restaurant where they dispense things out of vending machines. Look, there's a Japanese... oh look Japanese it's like but it's not shot there so it's kind of odd it's kind of backward kind of paranoid yeah I agree it was like I know that when I watch things like Star Wars they're not really going to Tatooine because it doesn't (laughs) exist so I'm fully aware that it's going to be somewhere like Tunisia or wherever
1: it's it's bonkers isn't it and now that I know this, something that jarred with me and was... Yeah. I didn't bring it up because I, I, I brought this point up a lot during Harry Potter, so I, I didn't yeah. want to bring it up, but one of the establishing shots of Tokyo had Christmas trees down the road. Did <laughs> so, it? Yeah. I missed so, that. So there, there was a, it was like a high a shopping high street and they had Christmas trees all down the road. Oh, and oh, I'm, I'm thinking, in do they celebrate Christmas in Tokyo? I know, obviously, Hogwarts do. So uh, it's yeah. not it's not a big jump that Tokyo would would have a, a Christmas decoration there, but if it's shot in L A, that makes more sense. If it's sort of like a a a, a street in L A that just happened to have lots of Japanese things on it, and they had obviously Christmas in L A, that would make sense, but. I don't know. I'd have to do. I'd have to go back and watch it and see if there's anything obviously English there that you know you can make yeah. sense of it. But yeah, weird that you mentioned that because that did jar with me. And like I said, I didn't want to bring it up because it would be like a, an old record playing again. Because you know I had Christmas issues with Harry Potter. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's um, yeah. And then I've got this one. Um, I try to find out where it was. now. Um. I've already done that one. Volkswagen donated four prototype Volkswagen R32s and four Volkswagen Taran minivans to fulfil its pledge with Universal to plug each other's products. So oh. it's more of that product placement. Volkswagen had a big product placement thing in this movie. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and give you one, one last bonus fact. Oh, I
1: like this. Bonus
0: fact. No, that's not very good, actually. I'm trying to find a good one. There's so many. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. You'll like this one, I think. Um, In fact, no, I'm going to give you a different one. I'm going to give you a different one to the one I was going to give you. Um, After poor screen tests, Universal Pictures requested Vin Diesel make a cameo appearance to boost its box office potential. Diesel agreed to appear in the movie if Universal would relinquish its rights to the Riddick franchise, to him. Diesel was then able to make the sequel, Riddick, independently of uh,
1: the Universal. Ah. he. Yes. You see, he's not just a hat rack. That This is the oh, man yeah. who's made millions by saying, I am Groot. This is the man who now uses his own sort of likeness as a way to mm. get a franchise in his own name, that is, I think that's incredible, don't you? Because that's I, brilliant. I, I'm
0: interested, I've not seen the Riddicks all the way through, and I, I think I'll be you know, I'm pitch black as I've seen years ago. Yeah, I think we should do that franchise at a point when we're back with Vin Diesel because I really like, I liked what I saw with that franchise, yeah. and I'd be interested to see where it goes, but I didn't know this till today. No, um, so yeah, I thought it was really interesting that Vin Diesel's negotiating, and I know that Vin does end up directing and producing these. Fast and Furious films, and that he's very much still involved in the making of these movies. So, yeah, um, the person we have to blame, James, for all these sequels is uh, our boy Vin. Groot.
1: Groot. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, that is actually really cool. I, you know, I keep seeing things that maybe other people missed out on. Yeah. I, I've just remembered, because i look looking through, uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up when, they were, uh, when we were talking about the race at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was deliberate, but the Japanese car and the American car have their driving positions the opposite way around to one another. So the two drivers are actually sat right next to one another when they're staring each other down, which I thought was quite cool.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't think
1: about that. <laughs> so, I, I just, yeah. reading back through my notes, I thought, actually. On what
0: side of the road do the Japanese, do they drive on
1: the left hand side? They must do, because it was at the same. Like us, like the British. I, I'm guessing so, because they were they were no. at the. The, the two drivers were sat next to each other, you know, they didn't have like a passenger seat between right.
0: yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they were look yeah, they weren't looking across their passenger seats. Yeah. Yeah, you're right,
1: of course. So I was like, Oh that's really actually that looks yeah. quite that's a cool little thing. Um and I guess that's one benefit of it being Tokyo Drift, that they get to do that. Because if it was in America still, it, they wouldn't. So it was know, well worth Or Lancashire hiring. Drift. It was, well, <laughs> yeah, they could have done Lancashire Drift. I mean... They, There's too they, many potholes in
0: Lancashire. <laughs> they'd never been able to pull it
1: off, would they? I would love to see a film set in Lancashire, but filmed in LA. I would love to see how they <laughs> managed to pull that off.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's what I want Vin to do. We're to do a Fast and Furious film that's set in lancashire and yorkshire but it's filmed largely in los angeles <laughs> we've got to, they have to import 700 sheep
1: <laughs>
0: uh, right james i've got some shit merch i don't know if you've got any um but i haven't done it for a few weeks so i thought i'd bring some merch this is actually good merch i would not it's not shit merch as the as the title would suggest <laughs> Um, this is from the fruit machine company, Yeah.
1: um,
0: who sell, um, rides, amusement, arcade things, jukeboxes, fruit machines, etc. Okay. This is from a company called Raw Thrills, and they are selling off a fast and furious, um, driving arcade game. Do you know when you sit in the leather seat and you've got your steering wheel and your, and your throttle? Okay. And it's a literal like an arcade size Fast and Furious machine wow. that you can drive. It has um, seventeen vehicles to select from, twelve action-packed street courses, and twenty customizational levels. Um, it looks amazing, and it's going for an amazing price, including VAT. It's one thousand nine hundred and ninety-five pound, James. It's bargain. So I'm just going to put it out there. If Raw Thrills are listening to this podcast and you want to donate me and James one of these machines, I can put it in my house. I've got room. I'll make room. I won't tell Natalie. I'll just get it in there. And we and James can... In fact, we need two, don't we? We're not going to just need one. We need two so we can race each other. (laughs) That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. So if Raw Thrills listen to us and they are a fan of Do The Franchise, please, please donate two of your machines to me and James. We're going to plug them in together and we will play till our heart's content. And it'll probably have more fun than watching Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Oh,
1: gosh, yes. I mean, it would (sighs) be... I I have some... Not so great merch, because yeah, you know, I, I was sticking to the rules. You know, you bring Ooh, okay. you, you you bring in something good like that, it's going to make this seem even worse. Which actually is probably of a benefit.
0: Can I just say as well to add to that, there was a moment there where I had my credit card in my hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jake, I'm going to save you lots of money. I'm going yeah. to suggest that you get some merch that costs way less than that. Go on, not ten pounds, not even five pounds, Jake. Yeah, what we got? Yours. For £2.64. Well, oh, like a bargain. Is a laptop sticker, matte finish, that says Drift King, but it's the Burger King logo style. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. You're gonna to have to send me that. And um in fact, can you
0: put can you put that in the group chat? Because yeah. I'm gonna put that, it's got it's gonna go on Instagram will
1: do that's great
0: i like that a lot
1: and it says it's a sticker that can decorate uh, decorate and personalize laptops windows and more i'm assuming the and more is anything you can stick a sticker on
0: like a car (laughs) (laughs) surely it should be for a car (laughs) in fact i'm going to buy that sticker and put it on the bumper of my car brilliant (laughs) (laughs) well it's been fun james thank you for that um as I say, people who want to get in touch with us, get in touch with us on our Instagram or on Twitter at Do the Franchise. We would um, very much like to hear from you guys listening to us and anything you want to send in for us to read out. We will be reading out in a special episode where we just go through all of our social media stuff. Um, we are also going to set up an email, just get some more things going so we can get people involved in the franchise, in, in the show. And also just get people onto the show. So we're going to try and do that in the near future. If anyone that's kind of interested in a particular franchise wants to talk about a particular favourite movie, get them in. Me and James will um, will rip your <laughs> favourite film to shreds for absolutely no money.
1: <laughs> we're, we're a bargain, really.
0: We are. We're absolutely a bargain. I mean, you could probably buy me a drink and potentially James a nice little cake or something, or maybe a cup of tea or a bottle of Pepsi or something. What would would your price
1: be, James? You know what? I I would do it for the love of it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: I'm that kind of guy. I would like a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Jake's more of a capitalist.
0: I am. I'm, I'm more of an extortionist than James. Yeah. Right, see you later then, James. Thanks for that.
1: See you, Jake. Thank you. Enjoy take care,
0: guys. See you. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.